Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. If you have a Bible, you might like to turn to James, the letter of James, chapter 2. So we're sharing a series in our life groups. Andrew was just, um, in, in all of our life groups across the, the next few months, we're looking at James. And uh, also in our morning gathering from time to time, we're going to look at the book of James as well. It'll be maybe discussed differently in life groups. And uh, the life groups are doing a reading plan, but we're just going to take up the theme as we gather together Sunday by Sunday. Um, So we're looking forward to that. So James chapter 2, verse 26 in the New International Version reads like this. And it says this, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. It's just one verse I want to just pick up on. As the body... Without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Faith without obedience in action is dead. That's what, it, that's what James is basically saying there. Without faith obedience that leads us to obeying our faith and then leading to action, then it's a dead, it's a dead faith. And this is what he says. So um, we're going to look at this for the next few weeks, this letter. And uh, today, really what I want to do is uh, just share three facts of faith as a way of sort of setting the scene for us to... So it's more of an introduction morning, really, this morning. So it's amazing when you you read this morning, you you read about faith. That that was quite amazing that you you highlighted that this morning. And... um, That's where we want to go, just for the next few moments. For James, most Bible scholars say this is probably the brother of Jesus. He was one of the first leaders of the church in Jerusalem. So if you read the book of Acts, he appears in the book of Acts, and it's accredited him with being one of the early leaders of the Jerusalem church. And so James, um, very close to Jesus, picks up a lot of Jesus' teaching, and it comes out, ethical teaching comes out in this letter, which is very interesting, we'll see that, and it's incredibly challenging. And, um, and also, James is probably writing, when he writes the letter, the, the, the title James, to um, believers from a, a Jewish background or a Hebrew background that are scattered around the world and, and have been maybe persecuted under under challenge and difficulty. So, so James writes in a particular a particular style. But for James, faith in God through Jesus really does work in life. It really makes a difference. For James, faith is everything and it makes it should make the difference to life. And that's really the backdrop to everything that he then shares and the ethical background and the way we live our lives, how it outworks in our lives. Faith, it's faith in God through Jesus Christ that makes the difference to your life, my life, and the way that this world could be. And it really does work in life. Faith really does work. Our faith isn't based on having to work, but the very fact that we have faith in God, it works out in life. It really is 
wonderful, powerful, life-changing. And he challenges the early Hebrew believers, those early converts out of Judaism, to converts to Jesus, followers of Jesus, who are scattered and persecuted, to walk the talk, basically. I love how the Bible Project in our life group, uh, uh, Andrew showed, uh, and you will in your life groups, look at a video by the, a group called the Bible Project where they introduced the book of James. And what they describe it as, uh, it says the, the, the letter of James is a well, beautifully crafted punch to the gut. It's, 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 it's real, it's very stark. It's incredibly challenging. James is incredibly challenging to walk the talk. It's um, incredibly challenging and equally just as invigorating. It's a, it's a shock to the system. It really is. We're going to be confronted. Um, and, it, and it is very stark. It's, it's, a, it's a challenge and yet it's incredibly invigorating. It, it's, it's a spark to the heart of life and to encourage us to be fully-fledged followers of Jesus. So three facts, just briefly, and there's more than three, but I'm just picking out three for the, this morning. And by way of this morning, we're picking up on James's whole. And so as we look over the next number of weeks, and you, we're so excited to be doing this in life groups. In our life groups, we, we have life application. So we apply what we, what we read and share and learn from each other. I find our life group incredibly exciting to be with a bunch of guys who are so honest and open and challenged to live for Jesus. It's, it's so good. And, uh, but I want to just pick out three facts that will set the scene for faith. And for you and I, as we look at James, as we grapple with James, and as we seek to live a life in faith, okay, for Jesus. And uh, so, uh, first, one, first one, the first one is, it's, it's to be, our faith is faith in God through Jesus Christ. The first thing I'd like to say, the first fact is this, that, our, that the faith that we speak about and the faith that James is speaking about is faith in God. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, it's not faith in myself that James is talking about. You know, if you, in the early days, in the early days of, um, it was called uh, Pop Idol, um, they, in the, when it was very raw and brand new, they would have all sorts of people would stand and sing who couldn't sing, and yet they believed they could. They had faith in themselves. And Simon Cowell used to burst their bubble, didn't he? In the, I'm talking about the very first season when they didn't really vet people very much and they just put, put them out there. And in, if, if you ever see any of those first ones, people used to laugh at that, like we're laughing. But, um, but so we're not, so, so you can have, and so it's not wrong to have faith and trust yourself. It's not wrong to maybe even believe in yourself. You know, if you go for an interview, you've got to believe that I'm going to do well in this interview. So I'm not knocking that. But the faith that James is talking about isn't even that. It's not believing in yourself. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not based on that. It, although that might be a helpful thing in life, it's not going to make life. Because you can be sincerely and faithfully wrong. So it's not just trusting yourself. And it's, it's, not, it's not based on faith. And when James is saying about faith without works is dead, it's not faith based on others. We're called to be faithful to the one that we marry. Well, abs- abs- absolutely, it's an absolute. 
and, 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 to, and to put our trust in one another. Absolutely, absolutely right. But, but the faith that James is speaking about, the faith for life, the faith that works, the faith that's a trusting, it's a trusting God through Jesus Christ. It's not just faith in another person, no matter how wonderful that person is. And we do need to trust people, and I'm not, not knocking that, but you see where I'm going with that. And it's not, as I would say, it's not faith in faith. You'll hear some people say, You're gonna, you know, and you, we do need faith. But for some people, they've made some, some teaching in the church today, some parts of the Christian church, they've made faith the God, not God the God. And we can get sidetracked by some faith teaching that isn't faith in God, but it's faith in faith. Faith becomes the God, not God. And uh, it's faith in God through Jesus Christ. And uh, that's what's so important uh, Oswald Chambers, the Christian leader, writer, and teacher, he said, faith never knows where it's being led, but it loves and knows the one who is leading. Faith never knows where it is being led, but it loves and knows the one who is leading faith in God. This is why I say faith in God through Jesus Christ. And it may be at times that we're not sure of the way ahead, but we trust the one who is leading us in the way ahead. It's like I was saying a few weeks ago, uh, it, it, uh, with the Lord, looking at the Lord as my shepherd, there's the path, but it's not the path that we trust ourselves to, it's the person. And the person of Jesus leads us on the path. It's, it's, it's another way of saying that. Faith never knows where it is being led, but it loves and knows the one who is leading. So we're called to put our faith and trust in God through Jesus. And that's what will See you live life to the full and have a great life. Romans chapter 5, verses 1, to tw- 1 and 2. They're not going to come up on the screen and you don't have to turn to it, but you'll be able to listen to this again if you want to go and listen and just recollect. But just to base what I'm saying on the Bible, on Scripture, it says this in Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, in other words, made right through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. It's faith in God through Jesus Christ. And that's where we to put our trust. And faith is trust, to trust, to believe in and to trust myself to and to trust in. That's what faith is. And so it's trusting and believing in God and trusting my life to God through Jesus Christ. Very For some, it's a very well-known, famous verse. John chapter 3, verse 16. How about this about faith and trust and believing and in God through Jesus? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes, entrusts, puts faith in it, in other words, in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And so we're called the first, and this is so incredibly important, This is incredibly important because the the thing is, we might not see the way ahead. And this is where it can get frightening. And this is where we we can falter in our faith because we can get frightened in our faith. We might not see the way ahead. But we keep our eyes on the one who leads us in the way ahead, God. It's trusting God. Trusting God through Jesus, his son, who pays the price and brings about a relationship for us. And and that's probably the key. The first thing I'd like to say this morning, because you and I will get frightened at times. To be frightened and fearful isn't wrong. 
It's when it grips us, when the fear and the fright grips us and it pulls us away and off track from God and off the path and away from the person. So we've got to keep our eyes on the person. Keep our faith in God through Jesus Christ. Trust. In other words, to entrust our hearts, trust our lives to him to tr- through, through his son, Jesus. And this is so important. It's not like I'm waving my finger. I'm, I'm like waving my glasses at you now. And I, you know, but but you know, it, it, this is so incredible. This is probably the key to, to, to dealing with fear and the wobble that fear can bring. So, first fact then uh, is to... Uh, and, and, and that believing, trusting in and entrusting our daily lives, it, it's got to be a rhythm. We come again and again and again. So to have faith and trust in God is to trust in him, but it's also to entrust my life today, tomorrow, and the next day. To entrust. You entrust your money with a bank. <laughs> entrust. I don't, know, I don't know how. Today, what, what, I don't know how many banks are Is it ethical? I don't know. I mean, it's all sorts of things. With banks cancelling other people for what they believe and don't believe. But anyway, but we entrust, you entrust your money. We entrust our lives to God. That's faith. It's putting our trust. Okay, and that's something we entrust day by day in God. Second thing I want to say is this. And so that's, so, so maybe you're here today and you haven't, so coming to church is great. Reading the Bible is great. Praying is amazing and it's all good. But unless you entrust your heart and life to God, your whole life, and, and you just give your whole life over to God and say, this is my life, through his son, Jesus, have you done that today? Have you, have you done that in your life? Because maybe you've come along with a crowd. Maybe you've been brought up in a family and they've gone to church and, 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 and these are great things. But have you come to a point and place in your life where you said, you repent to repent literally means, forgive me for living for me. I want to do a U-turn. And from living my life, my way, to trust my life to you, God. Through your son, Jesus, who pays the price for sin. For me, living for my way, there's a price. And your son paid that price. And now I entrust, forgive me, I entrust, repent and believe. I entrust my life to you. Repent and believe in Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here this morning and you need to do that, maybe for the very first time. And, and maybe you and I, we, we need to have that rhythm of entrusting because when the fear comes, we wobble. And so it's in, when that fear comes, it's to come and say, God, help me. Uh, forgive me. You know, help me today. I'm worried. I, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm fearful. I, 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 I give you my life. I give my family. I give my finance. I give you my health. I give you my children. I give you my life. I entrust today. You find that you'll receive a fresh strength as you do that. You put your faith and trust in him. Second thing that we want to say, um, we can grow in faith. The the second uh, factor factor of faith is this. You you and I can grow in faith. That's good news. Anyone and everyone can grow in this faith. It's not just for special people. Super fit. You can all, we can all grow in our faith. Uh, we can build up our faith. And uh, something that we're called to do as we find a rhythm of entrusting. And that comes as we entrust our lives to God. And, and that's a coming and, 
an ebb and a flow. That you'll have days when you feel that you're really trusting your life to God, and you'll have days when you'll feel, I God, where's God? You know, it, it, there's, there's an ebb and flow. And so we have to find a rhythm in that, a, a, a rhythm of coming back to God and giving our lives afresh and, and, and opening our hearts afresh to him. But we can grow in, in, in faith. And, and just as like in life, we need to feed and exercise. We need to feed and we need to exercise. It's interesting that uh, in Romans 10, verse 17, it says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, verse 17. Romans 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. In the NIV, it might say the message of Christ. Where are we looking at? I'm quoting from the New King James, the word of God. But, but you know, as we, as we read, so we need to feed as we read and with an open heart to the Holy Spirit, we feed on the Word of God. You hear God speak to you. As you read, you feed. I mean, it's as simple as that. I, I can't add any more to that. And it's a challenge because sometimes we can just read and think, I can get nothing out of that. It's, it's, I've, we've spoke a lot about reflecting, waiting, um, asking the Holy Spirit to speak to you. But as... Uh, 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 my, 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 wife, my wife Helen in, in the ladies in the life group did something called inscribe the word it's, it's a bit more that you they write it down and think about it and, 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 but it's a bit more than that but there's something the ladies that one of the life groups have done inscribe the word and how they can feed on the word of God it's quite amazing have a chat with Helen and talk to her about that I think then Georgie has looked at that amongst the youth and some of the some of the youth have been doing something called inscribe the word where you read you have a verse and you write it out in different ways and you highlight certain aspects, and, and you can... Um, I've not done it justice, but Helen, talk to Helen. Talk to my wife, Helen, about how you can feed on the Word in a creative way. It's quite... I say quite good. It's very amazing, actually. But faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And, um, and so, so to feed... So, so as we take... So you need a rhythm. You and I need a rhythm with the Word of God whether you're listening to it, whether you've got it on the U version, you're reading it, you're inscribing the word, you draw little flowers by the side, by the side in your Bible, I don't know, you colour things in, uh, 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 stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I, I don't draw and colour things in, I just, I read it, listen to it, think about it. And uh, that's what I try to do. But you've got to, if, as, you, as you read, you feed and, and, you know, and so that's how we, that's how we grow and can grow our faith. But also, um, when we panic, pray. So you know when you get into panic, so this is to, to read. How about, so this is a challenge. So when things don't go away, when we become fearful, you know, you and I can panic. And that's normal and quite natural. It's, it happens in life. Uh, so get some people to pray for you, to pray with you. I, th I think the encouragement this morning about faith, that was brilliant when you, when, you, when you shared about it's not a weakness, it's courage to say, please pray with me, pray for me. I think it's always good to ask. It's good. I ask someone, you ask another believer, ask a few. I don't know if it, I was brought up in the early eight, in the 80s uh, where we had prayer triplets. And I formed a prayer triplet. And, and uh, there was a whole season of praying for the Billy Graham crusade that was going to come to uh, Queen's Park Rangers or something, the ground. And so we formed these prayer triplets all across the Holly Road Elam Church in Aldershot, where I was, I was a, a, one of the youth. And there was all these different prayer groups, threes. That's what triplet is, it's three. And, um, and, and, and 
We were praying. It was amazing. There was this buzz of prayer. And uh, it wasn't super spiritual. It was just natural, bubbling, normal. And it, like, kept the pot boiling sort of thing. It was, it was a pretty amazing season. And I remember it very well. Uh, get, get some people to pray with you. Pray for you. Pray around you. A couple of friends. Your life group. You know, your husband, your, your wife. Uh, some, some uh, you know, Christian neighbours. Uh, you know, pray. Because when you panic, we, we t- get some others to pray with you. So it, it, it's uh, so, so in... What do you mean? Well, you're gonna, not going to heckle me in the middle of... Uh... <laughs> I'm just going to read a scripture because this, I read this. I, I'd had a really, not a great week at work. We've got, we won't go into that. Um, but anyway, um, I, I read on the Sunday night, it says, Daniel asked his friends to pray that God of heaven would show them mercy and help them. And uh, so I prayed, but then I didn't ask any friends. But anyway, on the Monday, I arrived to work at seven, and a girl who works at the, the um, Thursday, Friday, she came in, she's a Christian. She came, Helen, I felt that I had to come in early this morning to pray with you. And so we prayed, and we've had the best week ever. Anyway, but also when I got home Monday night, life group on my own praying, one of, my, one of our closest friends in Aberdeen, they've got a great church, she messaged me, she said, I feel that I've got to pray for you and Adrian. And she was praying, she said, can we pray? And she was praying, she said, I want to, and she prayed, and she named specific members of our family. She said, I wanted to pray for us. That verse, today, I urge you, if there's something going in your life, ask your friends to pray. The Bible says it, and I just want to testify that God did that. And I, it, things have really changed in, in my workplace and my work and things that I were going through. And, and so I just encourage you, and especially what Adrian's just said, and just saying that, let's be doers of the word. Thank you. I was nearly going to stop the clock for a few minutes then, give myself an... But I didn't. No, no, that's... What Helen said, it's a great illustration. It's a great illustration. And, and you know, thank God for it. So it's absolutely fantastic. So we can grow in faith. We can feed our faith on the word. And we can pray that deals with panic. And get some friends around you to pray. You've heard it said, um, feed faith, starve fear. That's a challenge, isn't it? Feed faith, starve fear. I mean, people used to say that to me. And I think, oh, yeah, very good for you to say that when I'm, when I'm frightened and panicking. But get people around you. Get some people to pray with you. And get, read, read, read the word of God. And you'll find an amazing thing begins to happen. Yeah. You'll start to grow in faith. You and I, all of us can grow in faith. All of us can. So faith in God, growing in faith. And um, exercise. So if we're going to grow, we, we, we also need to exercise our faith. And that's exactly what James is saying. So we not only need to feed, you need to exercise. We need to do that to grow in life and to gain strength. And um, people push weights to build themselves up. There's a sense of exercise. And it's very interesting. It's exactly what James is saying. Faith without works is dead or faith without deeds is dead. How about this? Listen to this. This is the message of James chapter 2, verse 26. It's very very stark. Listen, listen to the message. It says, The very moment you separate body and spirit, you end up with a corpse. Separate faith and works, and you get the same thing. A corpse. That's the message about faith. Exercise. We need to exercise our faith. Read the message, James chapter 2, verse 26. I found it really, real, real, really stark. But uh, we're called to exercise as well. And that means to, to build a rhythm of trust. And that's a walk over time. And this is why we talk about your and my discipleship. 
It's our journey, our way, our walk, our following of Jesus, which is an ebb and flow, and it's over time. It won't be, it, it, you, you can't microwave your faith. It's, it's, it, it's, it's over time. God can intervene whenever he likes in a, in a second, but for you and I to grow in faith, it's our walk. It's, and so don't be discouraged if you find yourself sometimes thinking, oh, I don't seem to be making much progress. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Paul talks about running a race, and he's, when he speaks about running the race, he has envisioned the marathon, the Greek marathon, which is a, an in, a, over time. And so we're called to walk over time. One of the greatest things you can see in a, a Christian life is someone who's been consistent, persistent, following God. They're not up, they're not down. They can, and it's very um, underrated today. People like to see fire, rocket, in the sky, boom, wow, that's amazing. And then it's all gone. We live in a world that's very much, see, quick, but it's underrated, walk, but we're called to walk the talk. And this is exactly what James, the whole letter of James is going to be, this sort of challenge. But it's invigorating, it's powerful. It really builds a strong, invigorated Christian life where faith really does work. It, it, it actually works in life. It's a real thing, and so we're called to exercise. And, and that, that is a rhythm of active obedience. Um, interesting. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus speaks about building a life that's on sand and building a life that is on a rock. And when storms come, if you build on sand, you can get washed away. But if you build on rock, you weather the storm, and you, you're here to stand. And it's really interesting. Now look at this. Uh, talk about obedience and active and walk look at this in Matthew 7 verse 24 it says everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice please underline that or highlight that in in your bible at some point everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the wise man who built his house on a rock so building the house on the rock who is Jesus Christ comes as we hear his word and practice it. That's exactly what James says. Faith without practice is dead. Faith without deeds is dead. James, tremendously impacted by Jesus. And so he shares this. And so if we have our faith and we begin to obey it, exercise it, with the challenges and the fears and the frustrations that we have, we will grow in it. But our lives will be built on solid ground. I don't know about you, but we're living in a world that is moving Things that were once taken for like absolutes, there are none. Things that you once thought that would never happen, they are. And yet, so our lives need to be grounded and founded in Jesus Christ. Because when things come to shake us, you won't be shaken away. You, but we call to active uh, exercise. Finally, third fact is a little faith moves a lot. These three things that we're sharing today I hope and pray, will be helpful to you in a, a, a sort of a foundation when we look at the whole letter of James. And uh, the third thing is this. A little faith moves a lot. Jesus said something amazing. I don't know about you, but when people start to speak about faith, my heart used to go, and I was sinking my seat a bit, thinking, oh, no, I'm not much good. Oh, about these faith healers, these great evangelists, these great people, they prayed for this and that's happened. And, 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 and look at, oh, I, I'm just not like that, God. 
I, I just, I, there must be something, I must, maybe I'm just not the strong Christian as I thought I was. Uh, but Jesus explodes that. That's a myth. That's an absolute myth, uh, a fallacy. Look at this. Um, in actual fact, a tiny mustard seed sees miracles happen. And that blows my mind. Look at this. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, again, it's not going to come up on screen, but I just want you just to, to think about this uh, and maybe listen to this as a podcast on some, at some point and just meditate on this, if this is your verse for today, if you're worried about something. Um, truly, Matthew 17, verse 20, Jesus says this. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith, as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. No, how about this? Nothing will be impossible for you. Well, of course it's impossible for me, but not when I put my trust in God and I've entrusted my life to God through Jesus Christ. In faith in me, but the faith is in... Remember, we've already established it's faith and trust in God in, through Jesus it's not in me. My faith isn't in me or the circumstance. And so he then says this, a little bit of that trust and a mustard seed. A mustard seed is so incredibly small. Well, these days, I definitely need my glasses to see it. But you, you'd need a magnifying glass to look at a mustard seed properly. It's so small. So it's like a little speck. And Jesus is making a point here. He was saying to them, you have little faith because they didn't have any trust at all. But if you have just a speck of trust, miracles can happen. I just want to encourage you. If you're waiting, you have a prayer that doesn't feel to be answered. Maybe you're praying about something and you think, maybe it's just because I've got, I've got no faith. God doesn't, God doesn't care. He says, a mustard seed of that type of entrustment. I don't know about you, but... I do have days when there's not much in the tank, but I have many days when I've, I think I've entrusted him with more than a mustard seed. How amazing is that? How amazing is it? that? So, so please, please, please. Yeah, but for you and I, it's an encouragement to come back again and again. You know, when you have those days where you don't feel very good, you don't feel that you're getting anywhere, you don't feel that God is answering you, be encouraged that speck, come again. Come, give him your life again. Give it, give it. Come again and again. Form a rhythm of trust and be encouraged that, you know, a little faith moves a lot because it's faith in God. Faith in God through Jesus Christ. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said this. It's quite a, it's quite a well-known, but it sort of proves the point. He said, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Mustard seed is a bit like not seeing the whole staircase. You think, how's that going to happen? So at the moment, we are, you know, for those of you who know this story, it goes back many years. Uh, as a church, we're in conversation with an architect regarding the, what is formerly known Shed Tin Tabernacle. That's still going on, that, but the conversation has been renewed since the pandemic. And uh, they're looking at plans, and, and we're going to say a lot more information, so don't worry. I know it seems as if not, nothing's been happening, but we are in, have been in a lot of conversations. And an architect is looking at plans and looking at, re, 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 um, looking at those plans a little, so that uh, looking at the, 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 the prices have all gone up, but, but making it so, it's, so this is much more achievable. Anyway, but um, in the course of things, I've, I've been in a conversation with a gentleman, because... 
for us to forgive the long-winded story here, but there is a point to this. To, to demolish, affectionately known as the shed, the tin tabernacle, to demolish that, we can't just demolish it. We have to have a um, scheme of historic investigation, which the planning department then has to agree to. And it's for historic buildings, because that building was listed. Grade two. Well, curtilage listed, sorry. So in a conversation that I've had with a gentleman who thinks that he might be qualified to do this, he's just looking at his qualification, and, and we're in conversation at this very moment. He said to me, how did you get permission to knock that down? He says, they never allow... And this is a, he's not a Christian, he's an expert in tin tabernacles. How about that? Would you want to be an expert in tin tabernacles? I, I wouldn't want to be an expert in tin tabernacles, but they do come in handy from time to time, and he's coming in very handy. And he said to me, you do not get permission to demolish these. There's not many of them left. Well, there's not many of them left because they were never built to last 200 years, but that's another story. He said, there's not many of them left. They like to preserve them. We had on days a speck of faith, the grain of a mustard seed, and a mountain. There were days when I thought, it's never, ever, ever going to be passed to um, pull the thing down. That's never going to happen. There were days when I thought that. But I had a speck, and as a church we prayed. You see what I mean? So it's true, isn't it? Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. You see one step. You see a possibility. Could it be a possibility? That's what mustard seed is. You might not see the whole outcome. You might not feel that you can see this is going to happen. But you seem to take a step. And we were encouraged this morning through the reading uh, in our time of worship to take a step, to step out onto the water and to take a step. And with that, we'll conclude this morning. Faith in God through Jesus Christ. Grow our faith and take the step of faith. A little faith moves a lot. Perhaps if the worship team would come back, that'd be great. Let's take a step of faith. Maybe you already are taking some steps of faith in your own life at this time. Maybe for you, you can't see the whole staircase, but there's just a step ahead of you. Uh, that's the mustard seed. But be encouraged that a little mustard seed, that first step on the staircase, seems to see that you get to the top. You'll get to the place, your destination. You'll get to the place that God wants you to be. That's amazing, isn't it? Perhaps for you and I today, it's a case of take the first step in your heart in your mind, in your life. It might be to do with work. It might be to do with your health. It might be to do in trusting someone in your family to God. It might be to make a decision. It might be a decision to follow God, to trust your life for the first time. It might be something to do with your course at university. It might, I don't know what it might be, but this morning, maybe God is challenging us to take a step and to come again and, and have a rhythm. For some of us, we need a rhythm of trust. That's your discipleship, to come back each day and to entrust your life for that day. It's a simple thing that you can do. And in the panic, begin to pray and, and begin to read and feed. And you'll begin to find that you begin to grow in faith. You begin to see things happen in your life and things happen in your circumstance. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, we open up our hearts and lives to you today. We thank you, Jesus, that you are alive. We thank you, Jesus, that on the cross you said, what a step of faith, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. And you went to the cross all the more, giving your life, entrusting your life to the Father. That's trust. 
That's trust. You entrusted your life to us. Even when I didn't know you and didn't care about you. Jesus, that's trust. Trust. And so today we acknowledge that you're calling us to trust you. As a whole church, you're calling Oasis Christian Centre in September 2023 to trust you. Trust you with our church. Trust you with us as a community. You're calling me as a husband to trust you. As a wife, to trust you. As a son or daughter, to trust you. You're calling me in the midst of my fear to trust you. In the midst of what a doctor has said, that there's not much more we can do, to trust you. In the midst of finance, a work, where the work pressure is becoming so great, to trust you. When I can't perhaps see the full way ahead, I don't know the full outcome, what the path might be, but to see you, the person, Jesus, to trust you. Oh Lord, as we take this first step, even if we can't see the whole staircase, as we exercise a mustard seed, may you move a mountain. May we make have new momentum in our families, our homes, our church, our lives. I pray that there'll be breakthroughs in people's hearts and relationships, breakthroughs at work, breakthrough in their bodies in healing, breakthrough as our church, in our community. We pray in our nation. We'd be known as people of the book again, people that trusted God to trust you. We're going to read about being tested, tempted, trials, tribulations, yet to trust you. Oh, I pray, Father God, this is a challenge and it can be frightening for some. And yet, Lord, this is invigorating. You're going to stir up our faith. You're going to, miracles are going to be released. We're going to hear and see things that we never thought could happen or imagine. You're going to move in hearts and lives. You're going to renew families and relationships. You're going to come and do something spectacular that we've never thought that could happen. We trust you. I trust you. Perhaps this morning, you and I need to repent because we've been walking far from God. Maybe I'm a Christian. And I just need to say, Father God, I've been walking a path that's far from you because I've missed you as the person. So much in my life has taken up my life. I haven't seen you, Jesus. I've been walking a different path. Then maybe this morning it's for you to say, forgive me, Lord. I trust you anew. Hear the cry of our hearts, Father God. And in the realm of the Spirit, may there be business do business, Lord. May something be released. Healing, refreshing, restoration, renewal, repentance. Yes. Oh, yes, I say. I even say repentance. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. As we stand together, As we stand together this morning, let's take that step, even if we can't see the whole staircase. Call some friends to pray with you and stand around you. Let's call and stand around one another that we might urge each other on, encourage each other on in our walk, in our faith. Let's do that. Let's encourage each other to go on in our faith. 
symbolically, as an act of faith, you might want to take a step. I know we've done this quite a lot as a church and over the years, but as we sing together, I encourage you to maybe take a step out into the aisle beside you or take a step forward in the chair before you. And we're together, we're saying, Lord, I take a step. I trust you. We're going to do it together, all right? I'm not going to say on the count of one, two, three, take a step. But yeah, I am actually going to do that. Let's do that. So one, two, three, let's take a step forward or into the aisle. We're saying, Lord, we trust you. Whatever it is for each one of us, we've got our own walk. See our hearts. See this act, which is a cry of the heart. We're trusting you, Jesus, we pray. In your name we ask. Amen. God, 